There we go. Should be working. Welcome, everyone. Smoke out with Shelly and SJ, episode 15, officially, ShellySJSmokeout.com. For all the links to the show, social media, where to subscribe on Patreon and OnlyFans. Find out about, more about me and Shelly, all of that good stuff. Go check us out, ShellySJSmokeout.com. You can see if you're watching the videos, if you've been watching the shows, we used to use Zoom. We may end up having to go back to Zoom. We'll see how this works. Right now, we're on StreamYard. We have the cool graphics. We have uh, like screen sharing ability. I can do this. It's just all kinds of cool stuff that we'll probably get tired of very quickly. <laughs> but it'll save me a lot of time post-production as far as uh, everything goes. So that's mainly what I'm looking for. Of course, I'm Standard Jesus. You know me. I'm very, very famous all over the interwebs for many, many years. Shelly, much less famous, but still hanging in there. Shelly Martinez. Just trying. <laughs> just trying right. to get any kind of clout, as the kids say, from That's you, right. Standard Jesus. Yes. I'm trying to spread my fame and help him as many people as possible. It's so kind do. of you. And you you're you're yes. the type that gives back. And that's what I appreciate I try. about you. I try. That's what I'm known for. At least that's what I tell people. <laughs> uh, hopefully we have some subscribers calling out. I did sound the links. Uh, one tried to get on just before we start recording. <clears throat> I don't know if they had technical issues. Who knows? This is all very new. If it goes to crap, if there's technical glitches, I, well, even the message I sent to all of them. I said, if it's garbage and it doesn't work out, I'll send you the Zoom details and we'll try it again. But hopefully this works because it looks cool, at least right now. It does. It does. And, you know, if it does go to crap, it's very consistent to our show. So there you have it. Yes. <laughs> I was running for something. If it's going to crap, that's fine. I don't care as long as you watch and listen. Exactly. You know what's so interesting is... Um, so as we, I mentioned last week, I shared those screenshots with uh, Sean Hernandez and Luke Gallows, and I talked about it on Shelly Live, continued the conversation here on our smokeout session. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy because for me, I like put it out there, talked about it, and then moved on. People did not move on. <laughs> <laughs> they did not move on. Some people um, have some trouble. Yes. And I, again, I should have had my receipts um, pulled up, but I don't. Because here's the thing. When I talk about it in conversation, especially like, hello, things like this where I mentioned it already. Like, I like to continue the conversation of how things are going on my end and dealing with people or whatever. But I don't care enough in the moment when I read these things to screenshot them, which I should. Yes. <laughs> I should screenshot them. Let's see here. Where did that guy go? Oh, see? Dang. <laughs> but to be honest with you, there was only like a couple people that were upset about the things I'd said, or at least said it. And um, oh, it was really good. Where is it? Dang it. And this person had said something to the effect of like, oh, you know, that it's calling me a narcissist and saying that I can't open my mind to why these guys don't like me and I'm probably the problem, blah, blah, blah. Wow. They, they said something about me and Taylor Swift should write a song together. It was really good. It was a really good tweet. That's why I should have okay. screen, screenshot it. But the thing is, is like, I think there's a small group of people who think that I put those things out there to like, to, I guess, poke the bears, I guess, or whatever. Here it is. And um, 
that's like not it. It's that I am a person that lived this world in this world of wrestling. There's different stories I have. I share my stories. Like that's it. And it's so interesting because today I was reminded by this is nothing new when people that are in entertainment openly talk about they don't like so-and-so and this is why. And they'll give you a short story. They give you the story that they feel deem um, appropriate to share with the public. So that's what I do. If I really wanted to go viral, I have a lot of stories I could say, but I don't do that because that's just not what I'm trying to do. So <laughs> this guy, Mike, on my uh, Shelly Live, I call him Mike D's Nuts. He put, <laughs> you and Taylor Swift should write a song called Maybe It's Me. But of course you won't because like vampires, neither of you are capable or willing to look into the mirror. Good luck. I feel so sorry for you. Next tweet. I find it so sad that in my profession, I see so many narcissists that accuse others of being narcissists. Food for thought. And then she, this person quoted me. I think it's hilarious that these two dudes that I've literally done nothing to dot, dot, dot. These dudes all of a sudden have a problem with me. You're a narcissist. So you aren't capable of seeing you are the problem. I hope you get help. Doubt you will. (laughs) And I thought it was interesting because, um, again, very small group of people looked at it as I'm trying. I was literally curious and I opened up about it on Shelly Live about, how specifically Hernandez, um, that bothered me for so long because we created together. And when I had really fond memories about being at TNA to where there was a time in my career when I was, I already quit TNA. I was doing my own thing. When, like when we were on the dog whisperer, for example, they asked me for wrestling footage that they can go get okayed from whoever's footage I used. I didn't send them anything about WWE. I sent them all my TNA stuff. Uh, my acting reel, when I updated it, even though I wasn't in TNA anymore, I included for my wrestling section, all of my Selena stuff, nothing aerial. I think that says a lot to how I felt about my experiences there. So that's why, and Sean was a big part of that. So that's why it was so like, what, what's the problem here? And um, I just wanted to like wrap that up here with the smoking session of like, it's just so interesting how going back to views and trying to get people to tune in, like this is the first time in a long time, like all these wrestling gossip sites, the dirt sheets, they call it in the wrestling world, we're covering this thing. And it's like, there's nothing new. I've been (laughs) talking about this stuff and I've talked about these guys before. And no one said anything. It just, it so happened that people caught these tweets, the screenshots, whatever. And that's happened to me before where when I've shared my experiences about predators in wrestling, when I shared my experiences with shady people in wrestling, and then it kind of gets dismissed. But then like when the Me Too movement happened, all of a sudden people are like saying all the same stuff I was. And I'm like, dude, yeah, there's a couple people that are like, dude, Shelly's been saying this for years. And what I learned through all that is I don't regret sharing my stories or my feelings and my thoughts about people, but I definitely don't do it for like attention or views. Sure. I'm going to continue to share my stories. I know people want to hear them. So if there's a need, boom, 
but it's not that deep. And I've said this before and I said it again. I'll say it again. I'm able to talk about these things because I'm no longer attached to them emotionally or anything like that. It's just these things happened. I think it's funny, which led to (laughs) me sharing with Danielle that there was this video years ago that circulated with Hernandez and he was like going off on some wrestler, you know, at a show, not during the show, but like downtime and you it's surveillance. You see him kick the wrestler, the get wrestler pops up, punches him. <laughs> they get into this whole thing. And then this video I watched, it was real good. I got to send you the link, Stoner Jesus. I think you'll think it's real funny. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the way they start, it's like music play. It's like the beginning is like they're two guys, the guy that was in the fight with Hernandez and Hernandez, their pictures. And then after the fight happened, I didn't know this because I wasn't following Hernandez at the time. And um, he put out a series of tweets, like a picture of himself and he had like a cut and he was like, was that a fight or a cat fight? I got scratched. So he continued it on. And it wasn't until then I realized like, you know what? I'm glad he blocked me. You know, going back to again, Lee Scratch Perry, he says I'm the upsetter. And when people think that you you upset people and they think you're crazy, they just discount you. Um, they say anything that comes out of your mouth is has no value. You're not credible. Good. Because you don't want those people around you anyways. So the people that block me, good. I don't want your energy anyways. <laughs> Even though I know some of these people creep on me. On my OnlyFans and all. That's right. Probably You're watching welcome. right now. You're welcome. <laughs> Speaking of uh, <clears throat> smoking out with Shelly Nesjay, let's do some of that. Yes. The smoking of the out. I don't know how much I like this angle. My head's very big, very close to the camera. <laughs> and it's too much. And it's too much me <laughs> in the shot. All right. Cheers, Shelly. And real quick, before we move on, um, I'm not going to get all into it just because, like, I don't want to go there right now. But yesterday we did get Fred's ashes. Mm. And I just wanted to take this shot out of my B. Arthur cup here on the show for Fred Mertz. That's nice. And you know, today, <clears throat> I got an email from Spencer's, you know, the store. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess they have like, a, they came out with some like new board games or something like that. And so it was like, huh, like, let me see what they got. And they have a couple of like marijuana games. There's one where it's like drinking and smoking games. And I thought, if we both got it, and you had yours, we had to be the honor system. I mean, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> It'd be kind of Absolutely. fun. Sounds like a good idea. There's one, um, it's like, like not, maybe it's like Monopoly, but it's like Weedopoly. I don't forget what it was, but it, was, it looks fun. <laughs> Speaking of uh, suggestions for the show, we did get some tweets at Shelly SJ Smoke on Twitter. Uh, one was Neil wanting to know about us having like special guests on, in particular, in response to the 
the tweets that uh, Amber O'Neill put out a couple days ago or day or ago, whenever it was. And uh, obviously we've talked about having people on the show before. We've tried to have, you know, a lot of people on the show. Uh, we managed to have someone on the roast, but a lot of the other more famous people have declined my Twitter invitation and uh, to come on the show. But absolutely, I would love to have people on the show. And uh, I guess they would mostly come from your world and people you've known through wrestling and stuff like that. People I know are not very interesting, just to be completely <laughs> honest. Well, here's the thing. Um, first of all, you've even invited some very non-important people, or not not important, a non-famous people, and they decline. So I just want to throw... That's right. <laughs> we can't even get the normal... Red no, track but, record. <laughs> um, I actually am working. I've been putting some fillers out there for some of my friends that do interesting things in life, um, different mm. jobs that I feel would be fun to share with the world, um, you know, and they're very 420 friendly. So I'm actually working on it. Uh, like right now, some of those people, their schedules are kind of crazy. So I've just been trying to, and plus we, I want to make sure that we got this down as well. Um, I'm hoping Indeed. that this, this format will work. Cause I think this would be great because like, let's say we had one of my friends on here and then you can like show like a little clip of like what they do and then they could talk about it and then maybe something else and talk about it. I think that'd be really awesome. So Here's hoping. I hope that the stream Absolutely. lab will uh, work out. That's what it's called, right? Or yard or stream yeah. yard. Yes. Yard. I'm hoping I have to write a very angry email. Uh, <laughs> another tweet, Greg. And I'm going to have to assume the way he worded it. He wanted to know is for you. What's the hardest thing you've ever smoked? I assume he means harder drugs more so than marijuana. I can't say that for sure, but the way he worded the hardest thing you've ever smoked, I have to think that's what he means. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll go with that either way. Really, 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 really good cannabis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, I've never smoked anything else. The only drug I've ever done is I tried Coke twice. I mm -hmm. snorted it. And... Here's a funny story. Here, here. This is for the views. <laughs> Here's for the views. Let me hoard my stories out. So um, I won't say who, especially because drugs are involved. Mm -hmm. But um, I, through a working situation, met and connected with this very, 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 very famous musician. And we became very good friends. Um, we even stayed in touch until... Uh, I got with Stoner Jesus because then a Stoner Jesus, Metal Jesus, because um, I just thought it was disrespectful, you know. But mm. when I went to some kind of like, it was some kind of whirlwind of a night. Like I was smoking a lot, I was drinking a lot of freaking champagne and vodka. I was in <laughs> limos. It was crazy. Like the the, the Hollywood story, right? Um, Absolutely. and so we just kept going to different locations because he was so famous. People wanted him to be at different spots at different times. And so we had like a schedule of where he needed to make these appearances at these different like clubs and these bars or whatever. And for me, it was awesome because I had a really good friend at the time and I invited her along. So I felt kind of like I had my safety because I like had my home girl with me and, um, we were at this bar on Hollywood Boulevard, this rest bar restaurant, 
and it was shut down because P Diddy was having a party there. <laughs> so we go in and again, crazy. Cause it's a P Diddy party. There's all this paparazzi. So I get out of the car, all the, where are those pictures? <laughs> where are those pictures? Uh, getting out of the car, whatever. So I go into the bathroom and I'm rolling a joint while I'm waiting for my friend to get out of the stall. And this girl comes up to me and I don't know why I thought this was okay, but I'm rolling this joint. All I've ever done in my entire life up to this point is cannabis. And she, it's, it was a really good joint, um, the medicine in it. And she was just like, Oh, that's I haven't smoked in so long. She was like, I'll trade you. And then she told me it was Coke. <laughs> and so I was like, Hmm. And I don't know what possessed me to be like, okay. And I traded her and then I showed my friend and we went back into the um, bathroom stall and I was like, oh my God, am I going to do drugs right now? Like I was, cause I, <laughs> you've got to remember, I'm a person that I used to pride myself. I never smoked a marijuana cigarette a day in my life. So it was a trip, but I just like, for whatever reason went with it. And then we ended up back at the musician's house and he has this beautiful, huge mansion and um we were just partying and then he and i were up still and then i was like yeah and i told him the story he was like let me see it and he was like who gave this to you i was like i don't know some blonde girl he was like this is like what who like who was she this is like really and i was like really okay and then this is why i chose not to do it anymore i had so much fun that night i could see why people have a problem with it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, because I remember at one point I was like, "Let's do some more." And he's like, "Are you sure you haven't done this before?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> so um, I had a little bit left, and I had a friend that I was very, very close to, and um, you know, how can I? I'm trying to conceal their identity. One day they were in town. Because at this point now they're famous and they were doing your good friend, Doug Benson. <laughs> <laughs> now they're famous. So they were doing their whole thing here in LA. And I always told this person back in the day, if I ever, cause they would tell me about experiences they had with Coke, not that they did it all the time, but you know, whatever. It wasn't even a recreational thing. It was like these couple times. And so I said, if I ever get curious to do it, I'll do it with you. So it just so happened that he was in town and he came and we just hung out, whatever. And I told him the story and I said, I still have some left. So I got to keep my word to you and let's do this. And so we did, we had an awesome time. And I said, this is why I could never do this again. And I kept to that. Like, you know, there's been times that it's always been offered to me. I remember there was even times where, I had this other musician guy I was seeing and I was like, I won't do it, but you can snort it off my boob. Like <laughs> I was encouraging it. I'm like, I won't do it, but you can do it. You're an enabler. Well, he was already doing it. And what's crazy That's about right. that guy is he, and I think it's okay to say this name because I think it's open knowledge or common knowledge. He got it from George Clinton. And when he, he kept thinking he was going to get me to do it. And I was like, no, dude, no, dude, like, I'm good. I'm just smoke. <laughs> and so at one point, he, like, had it on his hand, and he, like, wiped it on my mouth, like, and where his fingers were for, like, hours, it was just, like, numb. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. But that it means good it. shit. <laughs> like across my face to where it was like tripping me out. I'm like, oh my god, no! Like what? And it was just like, <laughs> wow. So there you go. Never smoked anything harder than the marijuana. There you go. Not the Greg asked. He just asked specifically about Shelly. But uh, I've done stuff like acid and ecstasy before. Stuff like that. The only thing I've ever smoked, and I have it actually have it right here. Like 10 years ago, I don't know if you out there are familiar with what salvia is. About 10 years ago, a bunch of us did it on the show. We didn't have a video of it. It was just an audio podcast. I have to dig up that, that audio. This is what it looks like. You want to, uh, it's like a sponsor or something. This is the 30X. This is the strong shit. It's basically a hallucinogen. And, uh, it's, it's weird shit. I haven't done it in 10 years because I really didn't like the effects of it, but I've thought about doing it on a podcast, you know, just for shits and giggles, the uh, video. If you look at people on YouTube doing it. First thing they tell you and the people on YouTube prove why this is true. You should be sitting down when you do it. Cause if you do it standing up, you're going down like a ton of bricks. It's just very, it only lasts about five or 10 minutes. But it's really trippy, and then it gave me a headache, and I didn't like it, so I stuck with weed. Well, now that you mention it, <laughs> <laughs> I guess something else I've smoked is I did smoke uh, spice, which I know oh, isn't yeah. necessarily sativa or uh, what is that salvia, but um, yeah. when this it was a synthetic synthetic marijuana that you can get like at the gas station at one point or whatever. Yeah. I got hooked on that stuff, to be honest with you. Um, it wasn't until I was wrestling in the East coast and I was chit chatting and smoking with this um, guy, this wrestler. And he was telling me that um, his girlfriend that he lives with works at a smoke shop. So he was, he was like, Oh, you're smoking spice. And that's kind of how we started talking. And he's like, I got weed here. And I was like, oh, awesome, cool. <laughs> so we started smoking. And he was like, yeah, it's crazy because, um, you know, my girlfriend, we have a roommate. And, you know, he started smoking it just because of, like, you know, budget reasons, whatever. And we found him seizing. And the result was from that. And it freaked me out. And at the time, I knew someone who made it. So I had this huge, like, freezer bag full of it. <laughs> and I was like... <clears throat> I had to throw it away because I was like, I don't, I, I like to this day, I'm like, oh man, I want some spice so bad. Like I was <laughs> black mamba. Give me some black mamba. That stuff was so good. Oh, or Mr. Happy. Yeah. Mr. Happy was really good. But um, I'll be honest with you. I hate to admit this, but it's so true and why it's not good to smoke. Um, I've never been quite the same after I started smoking spice. And I smoked it for like about a year or so. Um, yeah. I liked it. I liked the way it made me feel. I feel like it's not, does not make you really feel the, unless you're like super duper medicated on cannabis or like on an edible. That's like how, but it's still, it has this like sense of fear. <laughs> that comes with it. And I liked it. It was like being on a roller coaster. It's like, ah, and I'd be all scared. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess I did smoke that. Not that it was, I don't, I guess it is a drug and I'm very addicted to it to where I fiend for it. And it's been years since I smoked it. I used to cover a lot for, um, stories to pop up a lot and on the cannabis beat or whatever, but people using it, kids getting into the gas station trying to avoid drug tests, all that stuff. 
but uh, stories about people having strokes. Uh, one girl ended up with brain damage. Uh, it's really because you never know what's in. There's a lot of synthetic chemicals. Who knows who put it together? You know, some kid in the college dorm room or whatever. So he has definitely killed some people. That's for sure. Like right now, just this is how bad I am. Like no <laughs> joke. Right now, just talking about it, mm. I could smell the gross smell that it has and the gross <laughs> taste, and I want it. Like it's a disgusting smell. It's it's mm. not good. But right now, I can almost smell it talking about it. And in my mouth, I want to have that gross, disgusting taste. Why? Why? Like that is so effed up. Like that is so effed up because at least with cannabis, you can get a really good taste, a really good smell. I have never had a good taste or smell of spice, and I smoked a lot of spice. So, like, I don't know. It's a know. chemical in your brain. It's like. Whatever it, it is. And I got addicted to it. I mm -hmm. can't believe it. And that's why I just, I had to quit cold turkey. And I'm glad that it got banned. And I'm glad that it wasn't one of those things where every time I go to the liquor store, I still see it and Listen to me. It'll be harder. And here's the thing. What really, really made me be like, that's it. That's it. Like I said, it was on that trip. And that guy told me that. And I was sharing the story in the car ride home. Um, and one of the guys that was in the car, he was like, well, why do you like it so much? And then when I was describing it, I sounded like a drug addict to myself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is not good. I was like, but you don't understand. Like, you know, I just need. And I was like. I stopped myself kind of like mid explaining myself because I was hearing what I was saying and I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. how did I get here? How did I become this person that this is what I'm doing right now? And this is what I'm saying. And I think that it's okay when it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is not Definitely okay. a bad road to go down. That's for but sure. Man, I want it right now. Bad. <clears throat> God. <laughs> when in doubt, I you know. got some weed. Smoke it up, as they say. As the kids say. F that. Another thing you mentioned I uh, want to talk about <laughs> we did not get to last week was um, something I've actually talked about a lot on my show as well. The, uh, the fact that pretty much everybody now not only has a podcast – but I guess in your case, there was a lot of people that kind of uh, shit on what you were doing, for lack of a better term, early on. And now, of course, everybody's doing it because it's the thing to do. They're uh, biters, as the kids say. Full of slang tonight. <laughs> <coughs> a slang machine. Love it. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of people as do that as well who, you know, a long time ago, like radio people or whatever, especially – Kind of talk down about podcasts and say, oh, you're just, you know, some guy in your basement or whatever, which is true in a lot of the times. Some guy or gal in their basement making something. But, you know, as far as that goes, I think a lot of good shit comes out of that, too. People who wouldn't have an opportunity. Like, a guy like me, never really got an opportunity on radio. I did a little volunteering DJ for, like, local stations and stuff like that. But as far as doing my show and putting my product out there, if it wasn't for podcasts and the internet, who knows what I'd be doing? I might be homeless. Gosh, I have a sneeze stuck. Damn it. <laughs> um, I thought it was going to come out and it was going to feel real good. Yeah, that's the thing is like 
you know, I really took. Here's the thing. Hold on. Let me hit this real quick. Yes. When I had a pay site back in about 2008, 2009-ish, um, that's when I started my Regal Beagle, happy, uh, Regal Beagle video chat. Now I call it the happy hour video chat. Um, that was my way of doing a weekly live stream that I used to have on my website that I would just hang out with my members everything that we're doing now um, kind of thing. So I had a friend at the time and they kept trying to tell me about podcasts and I was very like, no, I got my video chat, blah, 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 blah. Well, he kept, he wouldn't let it up. So then I was like, okay, what is this? Like whatever. And then that's when, cause he knew I loved radio. He knew I loved talk radio, that it was a passion of mine and that I kind of used my Regal Beagle chat in a kind of that context, you know? So finally I started looking it up and whatever. That's when I started the blog talk, whatever. And I remember at first, like I had fun time radio and I used to have good guests. Like I had Hal Sparks on there. I had Mick Foley on there. I had RVD on there. Um, you know, I had this gal, Sarah Diesel from the cannabis community that was on there. Like I had so many like good interviews on there. People who believed in me and what I was doing. And to me, it meant a lot because they were doing stuff in whatever they were doing for their life. So I was like, cool. It was like my, that's what kept me going that I was getting taken serious by at least these people who I asked to be on the show and they were. So a lot of other people were like, Oh God, you hear Shelly's doing this like thing. Da, 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 da. And then when I started to be like, well, I really want to build my YouTube channel because there was a gal, uh, her name's Trisha Paytas. She's huge, a huge YouTube name now. But back then, she was somebody that had a little bit of a following. But I remember at the time, she was like, yeah, I make like $1,000 a month. So like, now she makes so much money. But <laughs> at the time, I was like, I want to do that. I didn't know that was a thing where you can make money on YouTube, you know, just posting videos. And I thought, perfect, I'm this wrestler. Like, I got cool, like, cool stuff I can, you know, video, whatever. So that's when I started vlogging and people would get so upset when I would vlog sometimes. They just talk so much crap, so negatively. Now it's one thing if something's just not for somebody yet, they don't vibe with it and then eventually they're like, okay, cool. And they embrace it. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about these people who threw me negative vibes, being all judgy wedgy was a bear, just like, so they could say something negative about me because they didn't understand it maybe. And that's fine, but it's like, I was just trying to build something outside of wrestling that I enjoyed. And so it's a little annoying. <laughs> and we've talked about this before because <clears throat> if I played the game better, I could have stuck around longer, but I didn't want to play that game. So let's say I played the game longer my fan base would have been bigger than it became. Therefore, if I would have decided, let's say I didn't do any of these things, but I decided all of a sudden I'm gonna have an OnlyFans, all of a sudden I'm gonna do a podcast, all of a sudden I'm gonna have a YouTube channel. If I just dedicated myself to wrestling and stayed in wrestling all that time, was on and off TV this, for years and years and years, and then I did that, yeah, there's gonna be more people looking at my stuff, and yeah, I find myself and I pray about this of jealous of these people who used to talk crap about what I did 
And now because it's a very mainstream thing, they're doing it. And it makes me jealous that they didn't have to go through the struggle that I still go to through rather to just get subscribers or to get people to view. And it's not that I'm like, Oh, I want to be all famous. It's just like, I have some really good content. So people need content here. I am boom. This is just how I express myself. This is how I feel my purpose is. So it, and I don't like that. It annoys me. I shouldn't even care why I even care, but I do. And I'm just like, well, that's awesome. I remember when my freaking electricity was getting cut off or my, you know, my heat was getting cut off, but, <laughs> and it's fine because I, again, I am now where I am and it's fine. And I don't have those issues now and it's cool, but there's just like this part of me that like, it gets a little jealous. I don't, I am not saying it's right but I get a little hater on it and I hate that because I don't want to be that way, but I do. Personally, I find solace in the fact that uh, one day either my show or this show or both will be incredibly popular and I'll be super famous. And then all the people who didn't like me or said shit about me, I can rub their nose in it and be very condescending. I'm really, I'm going to milk it. Whenever my 15 minutes come, just look out. All people that were, were they send me death threats on Twitter or whatever. Like this 15 year old girl a long time ago told me to choke on a dick, stuff like that. They're all going to pay when I rise to power <laughs> to be held to pay for everyone when I'm famous. You know Just who wait. you should hit up for advice? Big Ed. <laughs> I, would, I would love to know his secret. <coughs> being an annoying little troll of a man and being famous it's the point where they keep bringing him back for shows and for programming. He's like one of their go-tos, like Discovery or whatever. If they're in a streaming thing, they're like, hey, we need some programming. Who was that little guy with no neck who was really super fucking like a super asshole to that beautiful woman? And uh, let's bring him back. People love him. You know, and it's so interesting because I don't know if you remember... When I went, uh oh, my battery is going to die. Hold on one second. Shoot, uh -oh. of course. Hold on. <laughs> Those of you waiting while we wait for Shelly and watching, we're doing the giveaway, the Student Glass Gravity Ball giveaway. We're also, that's for OnlyFans subscribers. <laughs> Fan subscribers, we're also doing the big Instagram follower battle thing. Still down about 100. Go follow us on Instagram. Go to ShellySJSmokeout.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, also shoot us your Twitter link or your Twitter account or whatever on OnlyFans, and Shelly will follow you as long as you're a subscriber. Be an extra bonus. But um, the show Instagram will defeat Shelly's book club. <laughs> It's it's uh it's inevitable. We'll overwhelm the people who love the feet with our Instagram. <laughs> at least I'm hoping. Okay. That's the plan at least. So I don't know if you remember when I was tweeting a lot about 90 Day Fiance, and that's when he was on it. It was like a couple years ago. I blew people's Twitter line up whenever I'd watch it. And um <laughs> that was like a year ago. So What's interesting to me is 
when I watched it, a wrestler had just passed away that got like washed away in sea. I don't know if you remember that Shad Gaspard. Um, kind of, yeah. And I was real effed up over it. So I just took the day off of working and there's a gal that was on that season, Stephanie Motto. Now she's a YouTuber I've watched for a really long time and we've become online friends. And she's actually been one of the very few people to always give me really awesome advice or whatever, try to help me out. Like she did this whole like featured me on her OnlyFans page and like, you know, she's really awesome. Um, she's a very sharing is caring kind of gal. And um, so I was like, you know what? Like. I'm really not going to be into this 90 day thing, but she's on it. I just need to veg out on some kind of like mindless TV. Let me do. I had no idea how much I was going to get sucked in to that show and the different stories on there. They just triggered me in so many different ways. Like I'm like, Oh, I know someone like that. I know someone like that. I've been like someone like that. Blah, blah, blah. And so I tried to watch when their thing was over, like the new cast of people, and it just wasn't the same. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that feels that way. So I wonder if like they just try to see what they can do with that group of people. Because one gal that was on there, she's like on a bunch of them. Like she's always trying to find her man and she has a man and it doesn't work out. So like I didn't look. (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't realize that she was like that until I got more into that season. So she kind of has her brand. And then um, the other ones, like they seem to branch out because there was one gal that was on there, Avery. And I liked her a lot because not only was she into fitness, but she was into infusing cannabis into food. So she would like make these like, her passion was to create like this health and wellness kind of thing that goes together with using cannabis and infusing it for, you know, eating and like, like salad dressings and things like that. So I let, I loved her. I was like, Oh, awesome. You know? And her story was really interesting. I related to it to a lot because the main thing that I related so much to was because I was in wrestling for so long, I've had so many long distance, either guys I was dating or boyfriends because we live in different States. But because of wrestling, you see each other often enough. Like when, you know, maybe you start dating somebody, you see them like, you know, four or five times a month at the beginning, whatever, maybe even longer, but they're long, you know, a weekend here, a weekend there. So it like worked. So I understood how these people got kind of wrapped up in the whole whirlwind of a romance when you don't really know somebody, but you think you do just because you've been like talking to them, but it's been like at a distance it's through text or whatever. So I get why there's something special about that cast. Why they choose Big Ed's story, that's where I'm confused on. I don't know if maybe the other people were like, no, I'm good. And he was the only one to be like, I'll do it. (laughs) I don't know. But I'm really interested because I still think about them. Randomly, I will tell Danielle or Metal Jesus, I'll be like, what do you think Yolanda's doing right now? What do you think Usman's doing right this second? What do you think Big Ed's doing right now? Like, <laughs> I think about these people still because it was crazy. Because, okay, Big Ed's story, as short as I can make it, no pun intended, um, <laughs> is he had a girlfriend in the Philippines. 
And so he was trying to go see if that was all serious. Then there was um, the Avery where she was with this guy that was like in Australia and they both have like young kids. So she went over there to see what's up. And he was a, um, not a marriage counselor, um, like a, a coach for women. And he was like the so wrong guy to go for to advice for advice. So I don't know. Like he was, such, he came off as such a douchebag, and the way he deals with things, and when he dealt with her in particular, because that's what he does for a living, you would see him like tell her like the right thing to say. So he'd be like, "Well, I'm glad that you came to me with these issues." And so it was like, "Dude, just be real." So that was interesting. Um, then there was the thing with Stephanie where she was the first, um, bisexual. So she went to go meet this gal in Australia to see if they worked out. That was a mess, unfortunately. And then, um, there was this couple that I was obsessed with and they ended up quitting when they came to the like return show. This girl that is from Russia and this guy, Jeffrey, he's from like a Tennessee or something. So you get into their whole story. He wants to marry her. Is she for real? Does she just want her green card? Blah, blah, blah. But the twist, Stoner Jesus, that's where they get you. The <laughs> twist in this one. So the Russia girl says, I don't know. We need to take things slower. He gets upset. So he cuts her off. So then she thinks, oh, I made a mistake. I'm going to try to go back. I'm going to surprise him and go to Tennessee. So she goes to Tennessee. Who opens the door? Jeffrey's BFF, Mary. Now, Mary seems like the type. She's a very sweet girl, but I know these types. She's his backup. And anytime nothing works out, he knows good old Mary's there. And so you see this whole thing go down between Mary and Russia, and it's like, whoa. So they declined to come back. And since then, because I've been obsessed with trying to find out if they still ended up together or whatever. Um, Jeffrey's busted because after the 90 days, women came out about how they have, like, he's had assault charges and things like that. It's very, it's, so that's what I'm saying. There was so much, like, you know, this drama. And then you had Usman and Lisa, baby girl Lisa. <laughs> Usman was from Nigeria. Lisa was, and he was probably like early 20s, maybe mid 20s. Lisa, baby love. She is a, um very out of shape about in her 50s white lady so they were a very interesting couple mr nigeria over there and he had he was a musician so that was a whole thing because <laughs> she goes to nigeria so see what you're missing here stoner jesus apparently it's a lot gold. it's gold but um oh and then the biggest creep of all this is the one i think about a lot David. David also has his girlfriend in Russia. He thinks it's completely normal that they've been boyfriend and girlfriend for seven years, never slept together until that 90 day show didn't meet face to face because she stood him up many times when he went to Russia to go meet her. <laughs> and in the show, she doesn't show up again, stands him up. So he goes and tries to find where she lives. Like, that's okay. Um, <clears throat> And he thinks it's okay that the, the way they communicate is through this website where he has to pay to talk to her. It is so <laughs> crazy. Oh, and then Miss Yolanda, she got catfished. 
she thought she was with this muscle guy. But turns out it's a Nigerian guy and he's trying to scam her for some money, but she so thinks, well, maybe he is real. Maybe he is real. He's not. His name's the Williams with the S. Williams. <laughs> it's a show. But when I tried to get into the other one, it just wasn't that show. And maybe I just need the big shit show. <laughs> I can't go for any of this mild crap. I guess. It sounds like a, a kind of a magnet for sad people to come be on TV. Like they, they really can't connect in real life. So they have like, you know, far flung relationships and they become popular. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's, you know, get that big cameo money. Bought his mom a car. I can't explain it. If I could, I would copy it. I'd be copying it right now. I'd be <laughs> scrunching up my, like this, trying to do this. And the thing is, is I think, where's my bong? I think one of the things that they probably went with him is, A, he was probably one of the few that was down to do anything. And then B, it's like, he does poke fun at himself a lot. So, you know, I don't know. I think he's fine with it. I don't, it just annoys me that like, for example, when he was on the show and he went to the Philippines, he kept acting. I think I said this before. He kept acting as though Rose was trying to pull a fast one on him. When it's like, dude, you know the deal. Like, you know the deal. You chose to find a girlfriend in the Philippines. You know the deal. And one of the things that I thought was actually interesting is she wanted to seal the deal and she wanted to have children. And he said that he did not want children and he was going to get a vasectomy. So that was a big riff where you would think that like she would just do whatever just to come here. So it kind of shows you that even though these girls are putting themselves out there and however they feel is like okay with them, what they're comfortable with, what they feel is right or wrong. It's like, there are those girls that have their line. Like the girl with the David guy, the Russia girl that stood them up many times. I've said this so many times when I watch that show. That's one of the best damn workers. That girl is a good hustler. She knows <laughs> there's times in the, where they're interviewing her and they're like, how did you feel? And blah, blah, blah. And she just stone cold looks at the camera. She goes, I'm not going to answer that question. I don't like it. And she does it. <laughs> and she does it. And, <laughs> you know, it's a trip. Because here's the thing. I continued to watch it after I got hooked because, it, tr like I said, triggered so much. So I found some healing and understanding because when, when it was the people triggering me, when it wasn't something that I can relate to personally, it kind of opened my eyes to why those people they triggered me to think of acted that way. And it made sense. And I found a lot of healing in that. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, that's like a total big Ed move. And that reminds me of so-and-so. And that's probably how they view things because of how they treated other things. It, it just was really awesome. So there's that. But then it's also that social dynamic that people like that exist, whether they're on TV or not. There's people out there that put that they don't have their priorities right. They always want to seem the victim, but really they're the ones that are the manipulators. And I have such a problem with that. Like if someone lies to me, I hate it, 
but sometimes you lie because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So if they admit to the lie, I get it. Or even if they don't, and I, and I find out why they didn't like, oh, they didn't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, okay, I understand. Something I can't have patience for is a manipulator because they just care about their agenda. That's all they care about. They don't care who it affects or how it affects them because they don't even want to think about that. They, it's not programmed. And I don't like that shit. <laughs> and that's Big Ed. <laughs> right. Big Ed just dethroned Doug Benson. <laughs> I tried to find him on Twitter, but I could not. I suspect he's not on there. I don't know. That's odd. I thought he was. A couple of... Uh, I've noticed a camera thing. I want to try real quick. So things go haywire. It's because I hit a button. I hit a wrong button. I don't see if this works. It does. There we go. Can you hear me now? I can, can you hear, still hear me, Shelly? Okay, yep. cool. All right. So that works. I know like with the Zoom, I used to put a lot of like the solo Shelly shots, which subscribers appreciate. I want to make sure I could do that with this as well. So I was afraid I couldn't, but I, I can. Oh. So there we go. Uh, the other thing that I can do is share my screen and hopefully play this video that Shelly put on Instagram that she wants to talk about so I can play it. Like we're professional broadcast and professional broadcasters. Look at us go. So uh, let me try this right here. There we go. Chef from Cali 4 on Instagram, if you like to follow. And I should be able to play this and we should be able to hear it. I just want to say, <laughs> Minnie, to all those assholes out there that get pissy with me because I'm like, oh, when you book us girls, you don't have snacks, you don't have drinks. And when I say drinks, I'm not talking about alcoholic. I'm talking about like having just water or whatever. But this is what's up. This is what you do. For your talent you put out food so everyone's happy so i don't ask anything i wouldn't do myself just saying it's nice <laughs> nice spread as they say hell yeah you bet your sweet ass and any, <laughs> anytime someone comes to my house whether it's for a shoot or to come hang out i always put stuff out that's how we are my sister and i are very mexican like that so that's just what's up. So here's why I did that. And there was some anger behind it. I did have some wine in me at that point. I, oh no, it was champagne. And then I have this drink I call, I know it's called something else, but I call it a shell shock because my finisher used to be called the shell, one of them shell shock. And I was like, oh yeah, this will get you finished. So I put vodka shots in my champagne if I want to get crazy. So I came across this vodka called Vampire Vodka, and it's red. So we were putting shell shocks in our champagne. I took some photos of my friend Sam. I'm going to be putting them up either tonight or tomorrow. Really cute with my tiki bar. And I put out those snacks, you know. And <clears throat> the reason why I felt so passionate about that is because there has been two incidences in particular that really bothered me. One was this fellow who I worked with a few times um, here in LA. He has different projects that he does. And I always tell him like, dude, you got to have snacks out. <laughs> you got to have <laughs> snacks out. You know, you got to have snacks out. And the thing is, is 
Danielle and I always bring the party wherever we go. So we always are going to have smoke on us. And nine times out of ten, we're going to have booze on us. So when we're sitting in our little corner pouring and whatever, and people are like, oh, of course we're going to share. It's so like, oh, you want some? Yeah, cool. Well, if I'm now making your shoots the life of the party with my party favors, either reimburse me or get it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I did this one of the projects I did with him was a film and he like rented these um, these stretch Hummer limos the premiere was at this place downtown LA the pre-party was in this like fancy schmancy hotel so money was be there was a budget clearly right you couldn't go to Little Caesars and get some pizza five dollars <laughs> Or you couldn't go to the Ralph's and use your Ralph's <laughs> card and get some chips, some bottled waters. I'm not saying that everyone has to supply booze. I'm not. I get that. But have water, bottled water, and have something for people. And then if you do choose to, at this party, this happened twice because I worked with him twice and this happened. He has booze, hard liquor. And it's like, if everyone's pre-partying on this hard liquor, how are they going to go and watch the movie and not pass out? We need snacks. Like, yeah. don't you get it? And the thing is, is like, it was mostly dudes there. Hardly any girls were there. And it's like, you know why? Because you got, if you're going to put this whole package together, we made this film together. It's a big <laughs> premiere. Stretch limo. Downtown L.A. If you're going to go through all of that and that image that you're trying to portray, fancy cars, you're going to go through all that and you can't go to the Ralph's and spend 30, maybe 40 bucks and like hook it up. Like you said, Stoner Jesus, that was a nice spread. It probably, I think it was like, it came to like 34 something without the vodka, of course, 34 something to make sure that while we were creating and we were going to be drinking and having a good time and letting loose and having fun doing, living the dream, as they say, we're supposed to be doing this in LA. We're supposed, I'm supposed to be having what you didn't see in there as I have my little captain's hat on when I took pictures of her. So taking pictures of her, it's so fun, freaking awesome. That's a, that's a movie, baby. And it's California <laughs> Girls. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And that's mm -hmm. what we were doing. And what do you do? You make sure that no one's going to get sick and to continue riding that wave by having some snacks. $34 and change. But this dude, could, and I would tell him, come on. And then one time I shot with him and I was like, dude, again, it's a global order Taco Bell. Taco Bell? No, we're not ordering Taco Bell. And guess what? We had to order Taco Bell because we had so much to drink at that point that whatever. So there's that guy. <sighs> then there's this other guy. Now, I've been pretty quiet about this. But the reason why that video had that passion behind it was because I was actually thinking of this fellow. So my first signing after I got fired from WWE was with this guy and he put on this show in Long Island. Here we go. <laughs> put on this show in Long Island 
And it was one of those things where like half the people that were there that were supposed to be paid to be there didn't get paid because he didn't do it right. So it became this whole infamous thing, right? Well, of course, you know, when I'm trying to figure out life after WWE, um, he's one of the people that would try to get me to do signings and this and that. Now, what's interesting is there was like this situation that happened where I did screw him over. Now, when I screwed him over, I wasn't trying to screw him over. It was like one of these things where like I mismanaged how like timing was. I was in California and it was a flight thing. So what ended up happening is I told him, look, I'll pay you back for the flight. Like I felt bad. So that's what I'm saying. I wasn't like, F you, da, da, da. So because I was a broke ass for so many freaking years, it took me a really long time to try to make that right, you know? So, you know, there was just these different times, whatever. And every, every time I worked with him, it was just always something. So one time that really stood out to me, he was like, oh, we're all going to go out to eat after, after this um, Comic-Con kind of thing that was in Florida. And this is where, remember I told you about Bud Bundy? And I saw, like, yeah. that was this. It was that trip, the Bud Bundy. <laughs> if you want to hear my Bud Bundy story, you got to go in our archives and watch our show. But um, right. so afterwards, we go to this Italian restaurant. Not expensive or anything like that. It's just like one of those chains. And he said he was going to pay for dinner. And when the check came, he didn't grab the check. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. Luckily, I had my boyfriend at the time with me, so I was fine. But there was times, like, if that wasn't the case, what? Like, so then fast forward, um, I see him at some signing. And I was like, well, this is why I don't like you. <laughs> this is why I don't like you. Oh, and at that scene, that Bud Bundy thing, that Comic-Con or whatever, that was also the night, I think I may have talked about this on here, I can't remember, where I met Priscilla Barnes, Terry from Three's Company. And I remember I came down from the to the hotel bar and like everyone was hanging out, like all the people that were booked to be there to do the signing. So it was really cool because you have like all these crazy, like, you know, either people who had their heyday or the people that were D-listers or F-listers like myself. So it was really cool. It was like an awesome, someone should have had a camera and filming it all. That's all I got to say. I don't know why I didn't, but um, I'll never forget Priscilla Barnes was very tipsy on the red wine and she kept looking at me. She's like, you're a wrestler, but you're so small. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have this thing. It's called the Regal Beagle video chat. That's where I talk to my friends. I love at three companies. So like, and she's like, no, no, no. But you, you're a wrestler. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh my gosh, I love three's company. You don't understand. Like I connect with my fans, the Regal Beagle. Oh, and she just was like, oh, and we had this like whole cool moment. So while I'm having this cool moment with freaking Priscilla Barnes, man. And she's telling me about her husband and her and how they love wine. And he's like, I think she said that he was um, Spanish, you know, from Spain. And we're just like, I was like living it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having wine with Terry Olden right now. And I don't nerd <laughs> out for, as I've talked about, all the, all the celebrities I trash on here, I don't nerd out for celebs. And I was nerding out for her. And so all of a sudden, there's this um, gal who's been involved in wrestling and has wrestled, uh, Terry Reynolds. And she came down into the bar. And I'll never forget, she had this very cute um, 
kind of like how Victoria's Secret sells those really nice pajamas where they're like a matching set, real cute. She had a really beautiful, like, matching set pajamas, but she looked pissed. She was walking in there like this, and she's very petite. She's very petite. So I was just like tripping out. I'm like, oh, here I am talking with Terry Olden, getting drunk. And then here comes Terry Reynolds walking in. She walks right up to that guy I'm talking about that I have all these falling outs with. She grabs him and starts choking him out for real. I was like, oh, my God. She didn't say nothing. She just... <laughs> the people were trying to... Pro- I remember there was this guy. He was like a really... He must have been like close to 300-pound dude. He was struggling to peel her off of him. I was like, I knew this guy was bad. <laughs> so fast forward, I start... Here's the thing. This is what I've learned about this guy. About this guy, what I've learned is that he has falling outs with all his talents. Because he not only books female wrestlers, but he books girls that have been like lingerie, playboy models, things like that, right? And so that's where he always gets me, Stoner Jesus, is he'll like be like, oh, it's this convention, has nothing to do with wrestling. It's going to have a lot of these, uh, you know, lingerie. Da-da. And that's what I was trying to transition to. I want to be a lingerie girl. I want to do bikini girl. Like that's, I don't care so much about the wrestling. So that's where he'd always get me and something would always happen. And so the last like few times I was just like, dude, you got to have something for us. Like you got to have something for us. And I made it such a big deal. And I remember one night he invited all the girls. It was in Vegas to go to this buffet and the buffet was at a different hotel that then where he booked us to stay. Okay. He booked us to stay over here. He chose the restaurant over here and then said, just Uber over here. And I'm like, Uber over there. And so I'm like, you're paying for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> gosh, like, geez. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm owed all this. But it's these guys that act like they want to be either Hugh Hefner or Vince McMahon. And let's like, you know, like, I don't care for Hugh Hefner or Vince McMahon, but they do have this charm and they know how to wine and dine. Dudes, like, you can't be acting like your little teenagers paying your allowance to for this meal or whatever like god and so i'm the only one who shows up the only one who shows up and i sat there and i told him why those girls didn't show up because it does it's not fun it's always a headache and i start and i talked to him like a real person not like oh f you i was just like look because my heart i feel for the dude like i feel sorry for him i feel sorry for him so even though I'm a bitch to him, that's just me not having a filter. And I just try to help him because he does, whether we like it or not, when he has these bookings for us gals to get together, sometimes that's the only time us gals get to get together. So it's a blessing. So he's bringing something so good. But my point to him was you're being so amateur about our, about this, that like, if you do better, we all do better. Like, Let's all do better. Let's continue building this. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing the signings. Let's do- but like, you've got to treat us better. And one of the things I kind of felt was he kind of had that vibe of like bench warmers. And I am a bench warmer model. Thank you very much. And when I go to the bench warmer penthouse over there in Beverly Hills, we sign for hours just like we do with this guy. But what's the difference? Not only is there snacks and there's drinks out for us, 
But after, like, we're there for long enough, he'd be like, hey, you want to order from that pizza place? Or, hey, you want to order from that place? And he gets us something. And so it's like, if you're going to act like you're these guys, you got to pay attention to everything they do. And it's not worth it. And so the last time I worked with him, (sighs) (laughs) it was a headache. I vlogged about it and everything. I did a whole, I did a whole thing in my secret society. I was just like very transparent, like how I get all careful and how I say my stories. I was mad. I was in the hotel room. I was like this guy. Like I was like, dude. And so when it came down to it, um, I was really grateful because the night before we did the signing, we were at this bar and my friend Ashley Massaro was there. And that's the last time I saw her before she passed away. And we had a conversation that night that if we didn't have that conversation, I feel I would have did even worse than I did dealing with her death. To this day, I am very affected by her death. So I can't imagine if we didn't have that night. And it's all because this idiot booked, all, booked us all to be there, you know? So the next day, um, when we had the signing, I was very hungover, whatever. They made fun of me, whatever. I was there. And it's just like, you still have nothing, dude. And I kept saying, can you order a pizza or something? It's like $5. Like I kept saying it. And then eventually <laughs> I was like done. And like I had my flight because it was in Vegas. Um, oh, I'm sorry, not in Vegas, in New York. My flight was like later that night. So I had to like stick around. And I said, look, I am starving. We've been here for hours. I'm going to go downstairs in the lobby and get something to eat. And I remember I got this like veggie burger and it was so expensive, like so expensive. And I ate it. And then I walked up there and they're like, look, we got pizza. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) And I got into it with him in front of all the girls and I lost my temper and I went off on him. And before I left though, I will say this. I felt it was on my heart and I said, you know what, whatever, whatever with you at the end of the day, I am appreciating that you booked me for this because I was able to have the time I did with these girls. So thank you for that and positive vibes. And I slammed the door (laughs) and I didn't know that was going to be the last time I saw Ashley. Mm -hmm. And when she passed away, I haven't talked about this and now I am for the subs because <laughs> I'm not saying any names. So bitch, don't even try me. Hold on a second. Uh, I do want to mention uh, dark Dank Lucha. One of our only fans subscribers. He is watching the live stream with us. If, uh, if you would want to put on your camera or whatever, as you can see there with my uh, technical wizardry, I'd be able to bring you on. But he is chatting in the private chat. So the first time being able to check out the live stream. How are you all? And uh, loving the snacks. All about them snacks. LOL. Exactly. You got to keep your blood sugar up. (laughs) That's right. Lando, he's been a longtime fan of uh, the Stern Jesus show. Going back probably 10 years at least. And also a big wrestling fan. So welcome. Uh, As I said, you can chill, watch, chat. If you want to be on camera, talk with us, whatever. Blaze up. It's all, you know, it's all available. Like I said, the technical stuff I got going on here is amazing. I love it. Killing it. All right. So in between all this, 
I tried to tag them still, right, on social media, and I kept seeing I couldn't tag them. So, like an asshole, I had to go on another account to look. They had me blocked. So, I questioned, so, <laughs> this dude wrote, hello, is this still Shelly? And I don't write back. And he goes, talk soon? And I said, lose my number with a screenshot of them saying that they blocked me on Twitter. And he said, why? Because I remind you of my friend, Ashley. Now, this is after she passed. He wrote this. Wow. Are you effing kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Okay. And I didn't say anything. It was so hard, Stoner Jesus. So hard. Because this is in July and she passed away in May. May, June, July. So that's like two months. Okay. This is yeah. fresh. F you hard no lube. Then he says... And the fact that you used my flyer saying this last time you saw her. What the F? Are you kidding me? It took me <laughs> so much to not write back, but I didn't. So then when uh, the corona hit, like a true wannabe manipulator, he put, hope you're safe and well. Need anything during this pandemic? Didn't write him back. Hi, Shelly. And this was last month. Didn't write him back. It's like, do you think enough time goes by that I'm just going to be like, and the thing is, is I was already done with this dude after that last appearance I did for him. That was it. I knew I was never going to work with him again. So the fact that he tries to manipulate my trust by hitting me up shortly after Ashley's passing. And then because I didn't give him the result that he wanted, he uses that as a dig. I think that's 1000 times a million times a million. Disgusting, disgusting. And the fact that he thinks that I would just like forget that happened or let enough time go by, like, that is a lower blow than not having the snacks. Like that is like, that makes not having the food and taking care of people and not being problematic behind the scenes look like nothing because that is being a disgusting human being. He could kiss my freaking ass big time. Not to oversimplify things. Obviously all guys are different at various levels of the way they act, but in general, the way guys act towards women is very weird. This is a very weird dynamic. They want the woman. They want the approval from the woman. But they do everything possible to where the woman at a point is like, this guy is such a piece of shit. I don't want to be around this guy anymore. I want to cut this person from my life. And they either see that and don't care or they don't see that at all. And they just they they cling on in various ways, whether it's this dude or the mommy's issue guy and all your fans. And now the, with the internet, with the access and, you know, able to break people on social media, it just brings the creepiness level up to a thousand and their ability to be creeps relatively easily. Not even have to leave the house nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And what I didn't realize, it took me, it took me up until the last couple times I worked with him um, to realize what the deal was. 
I didn't realize that his like family somehow has money and he's been doing this off of his parents' money this whole time. He's like being this promoter or whatever. And that a lot of people align themselves with him because they know they're going to get money out of him. And that's fine. Like if that's what people want to do, I mean, he does that to people. So it's like, I feel an unsaid kind of thing anyways. And that's probably why he puts me in that category where he thinks that I will be cool with him again because I'll need money or I'll want to make some money or whatever. But my whole thing, and this is why I didn't go far farther in wrestling or in acting or in modeling, is I have a cap. And more than money, I will always put my soul and my mental health in front of. And like this dude kept disrupting my peace in my life. He was stirring up my soul in a bad way. So you can't give me enough money to want to be around this guy because I thought there was hope for him. I try to have some compassion, some patience, and some understanding. But all that time, it's like that's who he is and he's okay with that. And he's not going to change because he wants to be like that. I thought he didn't know any better. I didn't realize he was just some rich kid that's used to getting his way. So that's where my petty Shelly comes into play. (laughs) I don't care how much money. If this guy said, Shelly, I will give you a million dollars to come over here and let me shoot you and take pictures, sign the pictures afterwards. A million dollars. You know how much I can get out of trouble right now? I don't think that this person has any kind of money that I'm interested in at all. So that's why in that video, I'm a little heated because I was very like, I was like, dude, I remember saying, that's why I know the number 34 bucks, (laughs) 34 bucks. What if he offered you a million dollars to come kick him in the balls? No. No. Shame. You couldn't pay me. He he couldn't pay me anything because I don't (laughs) want to be around him. One of the things that I hope in my life is that I never have to personally be around this guy. And maybe I and may be around him because it seems like a lot of people who affect me in a really negative way like this, life has its way of like kind of, you know, whatever. But I really don't ever want to be around him. I think that he takes advantage of people. I think that the way he was to me was disgusting. I don't respect him. And he can go ahead. You know what? If you get wind of this guy, you can take mommy and daddy's money and shove it up your ass. There you go. Not only is that very painful, it's probably very unsanitary as well. The I actual know. cash. Especially with this whole thing that's going on. Very unsafe. Ask COVID. That's what you'll get. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to get ask COVID, if at all possible. Thank you. <laughs> Lando in the little chat area. Uh, say, we'd love to join the video chat, but his phone is balls. Big fan of pro wrestling. Uh, hope to be one day. And obviously, of the sticky icky, perfect tag team right here. Indeed. This is the vehicle with which we'll crush our enemies. All of them. When this becomes huge and we're famous from this, 
and you know, like some big conglomerate wants to put us on their network or whatever, that's when everyone will pay. You know what's interesting? I completely forgot about you just triggered me by saying that. <laughs> I remember when I shared the screenshot of these conversations with some of the girls that work with him or, you know, have worked with him, told me that they stopped working with him for years and years and then they did again. Because everyone comes back and I get it. Everyone has their own reason. Mm. Um, but I remember when I told these gals that I have, I haven't put my vlog out yet of that weekend. There was multiple people who said the same sentence to me and that was, get him. <laughs> and being procrastinator Shelly that I am, I put out my Snapchat archive of that weekend, but I didn't put out the vlog because it just triggered me. Like this, whenever I have like a traumatic situation and it's around like a, like something I'm, I'm vlogging and I really want to share, I always put it off. I almost don't want to deal with it. And it's like, it had, you know, it was the last time I saw Ashley. So I didn't want to revisit it. Mm. So maybe now's the time to revisit it. Now that we're talking about it, I throw it up there. I don't even know what I recorded. I know that it was a crazy night. And that night before, after the bar, was one of the nights that changed my life forever. And I saw everything in a completely different way. So I'm interested in seeing that footage. <laughs> I got to go look it up. <laughs> oh no let me see lando also said uh fuck that guy i'm glad you're on the up and up shelly uh he also said uh, how did you two find each other such a random ass mix-up but it's what i need indeed some say it was fate some say it was destiny some would say we follow each other on twitter for many years and then uh, I forget which tweet I responded to or you responded to or something. And I said, you want to come on and do an interview? And you came on my show and we did like a 41-minute interview. And it was awesome. And uh, from there, I kind of had the idea of what this is and hopefully what it will become. And I pitched it to Shelly. And she's like, hell yeah, let's do that. And look at us now. Look Episode now. 15. 15 and talking shit about everyone. <laughs> Plotting world domination when our fame rolls in, when the cameo money starts rolling in, when the feet money starts rolling in, we'll pile it all up, and then we'll take over the world. You know, one of my feet people just recently, um, like, uh, maybe I put them too high on the pedestal a little bit there. I believe their talk. Going back to my back in the day, this fellow joined my foot club. And he's somebody that back in the day um, would help out with like getting girls like to the shows and stuff like that. Really nice guy. But I remember like something happened to where I stopped talking to him. I can't remember what it is. And it bothers me because I remember things like that. So I don't know why I don't remember, but something happened. And then when my foot club um, surfaced, he was like, oh, like, this is awesome you're doing this. And then, like, he had made me some really cool graphics. And he was like, yeah, I want to help you. And then he was like, I'm going to go on foot forums and try to help you get some, like, da 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 And that lasted for, like, a week. And I think it went back to, I think he thought I was going to be all, like, 
something else. I think he, yeah, I think he got disappointed, so then he stopped, and I'm like, damn, dude, he had some good thumbnails he made for me. <laughs> Should at least been like, yeah, man, foot forums. Go get that shit. I know I should be that way, but I just can't. It's just like, you know what I want to say? I thought you were doing the foot thing for me. What happened? <laughs> like, why even bring it up? Like, why Where's say you're going to do it? Foot forum traffic I'm supposed to be getting. <laughs> but it's okay, you know. Um, one of the things I got for my birthday um, off my wish list from one of my lovely Secret Society members. Oh, and... I believe as a subscriber here, did you say Neil was on here still? Uh, I believe so. I have yes. to go check. It was Neil got this um, foot bath off of my um, Amazon wish list for my birthday. And it's funny because I put it on there way before I decided I wanted to do the whole foot model thing. And I was just like, man, like, I really just don't want to go to the nail salon anymore. I just do it myself. Like I've been doing it myself for a long time. I run like, let's, let's step it up. So, um, I'm hoping I'll get some traction. Is that the right word? Yeah. On my foot club. Uh, when I get that using my bath spa, cause come on, it's the bath spa. That's right. Uh, That's Lando. Like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm it's it's like the chat. equivalent of being topless, I feel, by showing the feet in the bath spot. And ask Lando, is your name Lando or is that from Star Trek? That's a good question. He said, uh, wrestling and weed, I'm all about it. I seriously remember finding Stern Jesus way back when I first started my Twitter, but I really enjoy your stuff. And he said, I haven't been able to catch up a lot over the years, been going through my mental health crisis, hopefully on a breakthrough to get on my ish together. Leave Ohio and start my wrestling dreams. Oh, so, wow. Uh, Landon wants to get into the business. All right. You uh, know, yeah. something people always ask me is like, what advice do you give people that want to get into business? Hmm. And by default, I want to say don't do it because it's a lot. But I feel hmm. people who try to do it, whether they feel like, let's say someone has a goal to be in WWE. Hmm. They may not ever get to WWE, but trying to get to WWE is going to land them the experiences and the life lessons that are catered to who they are and who they're supposed to be and help them in their journey. And I've known people who were so good in the ring, good on the mic, but they just couldn't get a job. They just couldn't get a job. And then because of that, they always had like, you know, a day job or whatever. And some of these people's day job was like, you know, um, video production or producing or graphics or whatever. And then all of a sudden they found like that they were getting paid to do those other things, not the wrestling. Yeah. It kind of sucks because they didn't ever whatever. But like some of these people now work for WWE, but they're not a wrestler. They're working in production and behind the scenes. And so it's like, they were meant for that. And I feel the longer they're there and they get to see it from that behind the scenes view, they're going to be like, wow, I was so meant to be here and not there. <laughs> Even though you get kind of, oh, I wish I could be out there kind of moments, I'm sure. You know, so it's like, but without them trying, they would have never got that job. And even if it wasn't with WWE, like maybe like at some other business or whatever, it's like, don't be afraid to try to make it happen. Just dedicate to trying to make it happen and everything else will fall into place. 
that people say, oh, yeah. make sure. It's like, no, dude. Like, just go for it. It's your journey. Take it. Yeah. He said Orlando is not his real name. It's a random name he chose. He says he just wants to do it to make his sister and nephew proud. Those are the two who inspire me and drive me to just wrestle and be a superhero to young kids. Here, here. Let's take some rips. And uh, Lando, you know, feel free to like, you know, as a subscriber and hit us up on Twitter and all that shit and let us know, you know, how things go, how the progression of your career, if you will. Oh, on Star Trek, it was Landru, not Lando. No, Lando is Star Wars. <sighs> <laughs> I think I can do it better on this one. There you go. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> oh, episode 15. Another classic. If I do say so myself, I know I'm biased, but I think it was pretty good. Yeah, me too. And thankfully, no technical issues. All this seemed to be well. Hopefully when I hit in broadcast and the recording is still there and all, that's good. Because I can't Imagine think of many things that would it. piss me off more than if well, the hour and 24 minutes we just did went by the wayside. That's happened before with a couple of my shows and it's just... And there's nothing you can do about it, and you just got to take that shit. And it's so very frustrating. <laughs> it hurts. Like, imagine if you pushed the end and it started recording. Like, have you ever done that? Or it's like you thought it was recording, and then you push it. I have it on, like, start... shorter ones, yeah. Like, I'll do something like some supposed to be goofy and funny. It's like two minutes long, and I'll nail it in one take, and it's awesome. And I have none of it. Oh. And then my second take is shit, and then I'm working on a third take, and... <laughs> I'm trying to splice stuff together. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> oh, oh Shelly. Thank you. For another uh, awesome show. And a new era with our StreamYard setup. Yes. Yes. Very and cool. Thank you. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. And to all the subs out there, I hope you have a good week as well. Make sure to um, hit us up if you would like for me to hit us up if you want me to follow you on Twitter. Because that's what I'm doing right now for the time mm -hmm. being, following you guys back on Twitter. People always say, can I get a follow back? Can I get a follow back? Well, guess what? You got to sign up. That's right. You back. Do something for it. <laughs> Beg. Beggar. Thank you, Shelly. Have, Have a good, good night. night. Adios. And see you next week. All righty. Bye-bye.